Welcome to Junior L's and Now What? Interlude episode 19.5. This is the week before Halloween, and we had a little block party. Uh, It was actually kind of cool because, quite literally, it was cool. And a lot of times these block parties... Or Halloween events, you want to you know dress up in you know cool costumes, and I always prefer it colder. In fact, it was so cold uh, last night that uh, it was cold enough that this morning it started to snow. So put that in perspective, pretty awesome. Uh, my family we dressed up in a variety of ways. My youngest dressed up as Yoshi from the Mario series, and that was pretty awesome. In fact, he won a little award for that. My uh, middle child dressed up as Wario, also from the Nintendo series. And my oldest boy was a Grim Reaper and kept running around attacking people with a sickle. Okay, not so much attacking people, but uh, anyways, that was that was kind of fun. Always had a you know a little cloak on. And then my wife and I were dressed up in uh, hoodies we got off of Amazon from the My Hero Academia series. They're the uh, UA or the the high school uh, uh, like track jackets. Uh, so that was kind of fun. Um, I even went so far as to wear UA pajama bottoms and then a UA shirt that I had. So um, yeah, I was really geeking out and I liked that. So it was awesome. Anyway, uh, so we did the party and then my middle child asked if it would be okay if he and I had a late night last night where he could introduce me to a Switch game, a Nintendo game that he's been playing. It's like a Lego creator game. And so he and I played it last night, and uh, we did uh, kind of a two-player thing where I'm the primary character so because he, he was teaching me how to play on my file, and then he was kind of the, the sub-character. He was very practiced, very good at the game already, and so it was kind of fun because he just kind of teased me the whole night because I didn't know what I was doing. And so, uh, anyways, it was fun, and it's Legos, so, you know, how can you go wrong? And uh, mixing Legos and video games together, it's like mixing bacon and bacon bits together. It's just, you know, joy all the way around. Anyways, that was really awesome. Um, and then uh, I wanted to discuss, as I've been trying to do in my last few podcasts, a, uh, a cool spiritual event we had recently. Uh, like I had mentioned in the past, we've tried to do uh, scripture reads as often as we can. It doesn't happen every night, but often. And in this uh, particular last one that we did, we had a chance to read in the First Thessalonians book and In the course of that, it was actually a really cool family discussion. This was one of those moments where you really truly felt the spirit. It was very calming, very soothing, very peaceful. It was wonderful because the world around us was blocked out. The chaos was minimized and shushed, a little muffler put on it. And one of the things we would do is is we'd go through, we'd talk some topics, we'd talk some discussions, and we'd read some passages, and then we'd go around the room and see if anyone had any specific inspirations. And my wife had one out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11, and this is what it says, and that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we command you. There's a lot of good things in this passage, but the spot or part that my wife mentioned was the first section, study to be quiet. Uh, I am not a quiet person. I am very loud and very boisterous and tend to um, embarrass my family when we go to things like the movies or any place where I can laugh. But you know, in the scriptures, it teaches us that uh, the Holy Ghost is a still small voice. And I don't know how you are, but I have a hard enough time listening and pay attention Uh, paying attention to multiple things going around me at once. This idea of studying to be quiet is certainly a unique concept that I have never even considered doing. 
you know, I've, I've studied to do things. We study to, you know, learn to perform. We've studied to uh, learn to be good at a topic, but to study to be quiet, which makes me wonder if the concept of quiet that this is referring to, and I realize I'm probably digging deeper than I need to, must transcend just the idea of having your mouth shut. But you know, our minds can sometimes be in chaos as well. So maybe that's part of studying, is studying to to calm our minds and to allow ourselves to be open to the possibilities around us. Um, I don't know why this reminds me of it, but when we were, uh, when I was a kid, uh, my favorite show on TV was Star Trek The Next Generation. And for those of you who are Trekkies or at least familiar with the show, this was one of the few shows that did a fantastic job coming full circle from the pilot to the first episode to the very end. At the pilot episode, they introduced the Q, this continuum, this race of beings that are supposedly omniscient, omnipotent, etc. And at the end of the show, they bring the same character back, and they bring the story arc full circle. And one of the things that Q, this main pseudo-villain, is trying to do to Picard is to try to convince him to open his mind up to things that are beyond what a normal, mere mortal human would think of. And in the course of the show, he considers this paradox concept. And it's his moment where he thinks outside of the box. And so when I read things like this in the scriptures, when it talks about studying to be quiet or anything for that matter, it firmly makes me believe that nothing is ever done for one reason. If we believe that, then we're fools. Everything is done for multiple reasons, many reasons, I would argue. Yeah, I, it's it's fascinating. So I think I'm going to dwell on this some more and maybe talk more about it uh, in future podcasts. Um, all right, so I am going to... Uh, oh, there was one last thing I was going to mention. During the course of this gospel study, we had this really awesome moment where, as I'd mentioned before, you know, the spirit was present and things were very peaceful. And so we made a goal. If you've ever heard the saying that says, you never go to bed, to bed angry, especially at your spouse or significant other or your kids for that matter. I can't tell you how many times my kids have gone to bed and I felt like I was maybe too harsh or something with them and I'd wait a few minutes for them and me to calm down and then I'd go back to their rooms and have a good discussion with them and try to smooth things over and make things right. Because frankly, being mad, we may have moments where that's the right thing to do, but I think with family, it's almost never the right thing to do. The right thing to do is to come to an understanding and to help each other progress, as my quote says. Um, that's the goal. And so to, to leave angry with somebody is never the right decision. So we made a goal, and that goal was that we would end every single day having said we could at least have felt the spirit once that day. Whether it's a family or as individuals, it doesn't matter. All right, so moving past that, my wife and I had this wonderful opportunity to uh, visit a place that's kind of like a Comic-Con, uh, or here locally we refer to it as the Fanex. And um, a number of years ago, our local Fanex Comic-Con had a, um, a place that was being developed locally called Evermore present at this, at this con. And they built this little structure inside the main facility, and you walk through it, and it's kind of a city within a city where the characters that you interface with um, have backstories and have quote-unquote lives in this village. And so you go there, and it's kind of like reliving or living in Final Fantasy or any role-playing game, Zelda, etc., that you may have played in the past. So uh, what we witnessed at the con was just a mini version of this. Now, locally, it's as I mentioned before, it's referred to as Evermore. So think of it as kind of like a theme park. 
But instead of having um, people dressed up in like costumes like Mickey Mouse and so on and so forth, or having things that look like castles, this village pretends to exist as if it were real. And so there is these castles, there is these buildings, there is... um, there's themes going on. There's characters with relationships with other characters, backstories, and it's very fantasy centric. So, uh, you know, dragon heads mounted on walls and taverns and uh, villains and good guys, um, major plots that involve the town. And for those of you who know me, I am a hardcore professed geek, and this was a spectacular event. My wife and I, my sister and her husband went, and we had a, f- a fantastic time. Uh, I think I may spend a little bit more time on my next podcast talking about this more, so I'm just going to go through a quick top five parts of what we did there that I thought was really neat. It's just kind of a, a pitch for Evermore. Uh, we did, they had a, an archer there who teaches you how to shoot an arrow, and that was kind of fun because you're shooting arrows into like these villain pictures. Um, they had axe throwing, which I had never done before, and wow, that was a thrill. I would love to do that again. Uh, the overall atmosphere of the place was incredible, just very cool, very you know fantasy-esque, um, but it felt like you were immersed into it. Uh, there are quests that you get to go on. So they give you like a little sheet of paper and then you have to go around, you have to ask people certain things, you have to do things for certain people, which is very kind of cool. And then, as I had mentioned earlier, the, the characters themselves have backstories. One of the quests is you're supposed to tell, ask a person what their favorite memory was. And then from that, they relay back to you information about their favorite memory. And uh, it has nothing to do with, quote unquote, the real world, everything to do with their life in Evermore. So anyways, that was pretty awesome. Um, I hope you guys have a spectacular week. Smile, be happy. And remember that norisophobia is a term that describes the extreme fear of being roundhouse kicked in the face.